Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The Greg Kelly Show. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it. Now, let's face it, a lot of people are hearing about ICE for the very first time in relationship to uh, protecting us from these uh, really bad hombres, as former President Donald Trump described them. These are people who would come here illegally to conduct acts of terrorism. Uh, They're narco-terrorists, they're sex traffickers, they're gangbangers, they're enemies of society. Or it could simply be that they overstay their visa, you know, for travel or education, and they decide, hey, nobody's going to pay attention to me. I'll just stay here. Or more importantly, they become involved in criminal networks that start working with people in our country but have a foreign base of operation. So it's ICE, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, that nobody has been talking about for a long, long time, except for now. So uh, I know a lot of you are upset because Greg Kelly is away again today. He's not feeling that well. And you're forced to be in uh, substitute teacher's class, Curtis Sliwa. But look, at least I can give you a tutorial on what ICE is because I have been promoting ICE for years, even though others have been going out of their way to disparage this national federal police agency that was developed in the aftermath of the attack of 9-11. So first, I know a lot of Greg Kelly uh, folks out there getting all rambunctious, angry, like, where's Greg? I listen to this guy Curtis all the time. Where's Greg? Where's Greg? Okay. So let's revert to Cheech and Chong. Let me try to get control of this classroom like Sister Mary Elephant. Good morning, class. Good morning, class. Good morning, class. Class. Did I get everybody's attention? Yes. Okay. All right. We can uh, pursue this. Because ICE is in the epicenter of all of a sudden a pivot and shift on behalf of a lot of elected officials who went out of their way to not just disparage ICE, not just to degrade them and compare them to thugs and crooks and nordwells, but basically say because we're a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state, of which there are many, particularly north of the Mason-Dixon line, They wanted nothing at all to do with ICE. you got to understand, when this movement began in the 80s, it got so bad that at some of the Democratic watering holes, gin mills, bars, when they would have fundraisers at DNC, people would purposefully go up to the bartender and say, Diego, this, this actually I can point out factually, and would say, I'll take my Jameson straight. I don't want it on the rocks. I don't want anything to do with ice. 
I don't want to listen to Ice-T, Ice-Tray, Ice-Cube, any of those degenerate rappers whose first names start with Ice. I don't want to have anything to do with Ice. Ice, in my eyes, does not exist, even though, ladies and gentlemen, and again, we need to know the history of Ice because they are brave men and women who every day put on a bulletproof vest go out there and risk their lives to deliver detainers to state, county, and local law enforcement to uh, bring in the really bad hombres, some of whom have already been convicted of crimes locally, have done their time, and now they have to be picked up and deported. And uh, others that they have to go out and extricate, typically from a lot of ghettos uh, that have existed because... These folks who are coming in from third world countries, they're all sort of very clannish. They're all together. They don't speak English. And most importantly, they don't want to cooperate with police because they think, well, if I cooperate with police, immediately they'll contact ICE. And if I'm illegal, they'll put me on ICE air. Now, that's not Con Air. Let me explain to you what ICE air is. It's the aviation division of ICE. The charters aircraft or books commercial flights to send deportees back to their home countries. There are 10 aircraft used to send deportees, and they work on a list of 185 countries. Now, there are some countries that will not cooperate with ICE, like a lot of cities and states. New York City, New York State, New Jersey, Connecticut. I could go right on down the line. Illinois, Chicago. All of California, from Redding, California, right on down to San Diego and Los Angeles that are underwater as we speak. None of them cooperate with ICE. Well, there are some countries that will not take detainees back. Venezuela is one of them. Cuba is another one. Obviously, North Korea, if anyone was actually able to get out of North Korea without getting shot in the back of the head while running for that DMZ, (laughs) you can't deport them to North Korea. They won't accept them. Red China, mainland China, they will not accept them. So there are other countries that are like a portal. You deposit them there, and then basically you say, well, you're a country that is right on the border with the country that won't accept the detainees. So tough nuggies, you got to deal with them. So there are 10 aircraft used to send deportees. They work 185 countries, and deportees have legs and arms secured while boarding, Handcuffs are removed during flight and all shackles removed upon the disembarkment. A little bit unlike Con Air. You remember Diego watching that great movie Con Air. A little bit unlike that. But I will tell you, ICE is extraordinarily effective, but totally misunderstood by the American public that actually funds it to the tune of millions and millions and millions of dollars. Now, ICE, remember, was started in the aftermath of the attack of 9-11. Tom Ridge, who was the governor of Pennsylvania, might have become the vice president for Bush 43. That was his choice. But then all of a sudden, Dick Cheney was on his uh, acceptance committee saying, you can't take Tom Ridge. He's pro-choice. And Bush 43 said, but I really want Tom Ridge. He's my He's my friend, the governor of Pennsylvania. We get along so spendily. Dick Cheney said, no, you're going to be taking me soon anyway because you're going to run out of options. You cannot have Tom Ridge. He is pro-choice. 
So they put Tom Ridge up on the shelf. And then in the aftermath of 9-11, good choice by Bush 43 to make Tom Ridge the original Homeland Security Director. And he did a really good job. And one of the things he did was he analyzed the problem and he said, all of these hijackers, most of them from Saudi Arabia, part of al-Qaeda, motivated and trained by Osama bin Laden and Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman, who was part of the original attack of the World Trade Center in 1992. You know, you remember the blind-eyed cleric wearing that Santa Claus hat, the cleric of hate who was always their spiritual motivator from his days of the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt when he planned the assassination of Anwar Sadat, and they did it. And then our CIA rescued him from the bowels of a gulag outside of Alexandria, Egypt, Because they said we needed him to recruit Mujahideen to fight off the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. And so he went from being a fiend to a hero, back to being a fiend as he would go on a propaganda tour of mosques in America, promoted by the CIA, criminals in action, to recruit Mujahideen, actually observing Muslims here to go to Afghanistan to fight the Soviet menace. Meantime, they never paid attention to what he was saying. Sheikh Omar Abdel Rahman, who was actually telling the congregants on the day of prayer, Juma Fridays, death to the big Satan America, death to the little Satan Israel, all at taxpayers' expense, all in the United States, all the CIA criminals in action. You see, you see how your tax dollars are at work. So in the aftermath of that, with Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda housed away in the mud huts of Afghanistan with the goats outside, protected by the Taliban, and Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the mastermind of the 9-11 attack, well, Tom Ridge said, how the hell did these folks get in here? And we found out that they got in legally. They had visas. To learn how to fly planes. So we were teaching them in Florida and other flight schools exactly how to fly our planes. And they did a hell of a job learning their lessons because you know what happened on 9-11. So Tom Rich says, we're not going to allow that again. And so in the aftermath of the attack of 9-11 and with uh, the acknowledgement and 19 separate Agencies, national security agencies were not communicating with one another. The national security agency was not communicating with the CIA, was not uh, communicating with the Treasury and Customs, was not communicating with other uh, agencies. They figured, hey, this is one agency that will be focused on protecting America from foreign invasion That will be a threat to all of us. And everybody applauded ICE. People, there were celebrations in communities all over the nation. In fact, there are now ICE centers. And I'll give you the actual data here. There are 20,000 ICE agents in approximately 400 offices within the United States and 53 countries. Did any of you know that? Of course you didn't. Because nobody tells you that. And think of how many places in America... That ICE cannot operate, but they can operate in foreign countries. Does that make any sense? They operate in 53 countries. We pay for them to be there, and they need to be there because they're tracking all of the human trafficking in and out of potential terrorists, narco-terrorists, drug dealers, 
uh, those who are gangbangers who are a threat to America. And they're more than happy to provide that information to state uh, police departments, to county sheriff's office, to municipal police departments, police departments in town, villages, boroughs. But there are some states, and you're living in them, particularly in our tri-state area, if you're living in Connecticut and New York and New Jersey, there is no cooperation with ICE at any level. So when all of a sudden any of the 20,000 ICE agents attempt to convey information to local law enforcement about some really bad hombres in their area, as much as law enforcement wants to accept the information, they have to say, thank you, but no thank you. We are not permitted to have any communication with you whatsoever. So no, they pose a potential terrorist threat. There is, there's an ICE cell, uh, excuse me, an ISIS cell. There's an Al-Qaeda cell. We're, 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 beginning, we're beginning to track some of them who are coming across the border, who are a threat to your government. No, you cannot communicate with ICE under any circumstances. We are prisoners of our elected Democratic officials that have told us no communication with ICE. They are thugs. And now all of a sudden, in the last few weeks, I hear percolating across America. Chicago was the first, right? 50, uh, excuse me, 46 aldermen. Only one Republican. That's it. The rest are Democrats. And even the Democrat aldermen have been saying we need to have cooperation with ICE because previous to that, the city of Chicago says we'll have no ICE. Now, we might have ICE on Lake Michigan when it's cold and 40 degrees below zero, but we will not cooperate with ICE. Now, some of the Democratic aldermen, Hispanics, are saying we need to cooperate with ICE. And yes, it's come to New York City. When we return, some of you calm down. You know, Tom down. Greg Kelly will be back tomorrow. You just got to deal with my tutorial on ICE. I think I am an expert on this. I've dealt with these brave men and women all over the country, and especially in the New York, New Jersey area. See, I'm, I'm going to do more splaining for you, as Ricky Ricardo would tell Lucy in that Desilu production, I Love Lucy. I'm going to do some splaining to you about I-C-E. Greg Kelly. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is The Greg Kelly Show. So we continue to talk about the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, better known as ICE, vilified by so many, especially in sanctuary cities, sanctuary states. The leader of the pack, Andrew Evilize Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. Here is Andrew Cuomo in 2018, vilifying not thugs, not drug dealers or gangbangers, but hero ICE agents. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. That's what he said. He's held to it. He's never apologized. He's trying to make a political comeback. He must apologize. He must imagine calling these heroes who are protecting us from the most nefarious agents around the world are a bunch of thugs. Worse, following in his footsteps, his mini-me, Tom Swazi, running for Congress in the race that everyone's following across the nation as Mazi, the Republican, takes him on in a congressional district vacated by the liar forever, George Santos. This is what Tom Swazi was so proud about in a debate that he had with Governor Hochul when he was trying to become the governor to replace uh, Andrew Evilize Cuomo. When I was county executive in Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. When I was county executive in Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. When I was county executive in Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. When I was county executive in Nassau County, I kicked ICE out of Nassau County. Oh, and they're so proud of that. Not that they kicked out MS-13 or drug dealers or sex traffickers or even terrorists, embedded terrorists, supporters of Hamas or Hezbollah or Al-Qaeda or ISIS. No, 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 no. They kicked ICE out. Let me tell you, every year, on average, what ICE agents do, and again, most of you have never seen them, Because they're never put on a pedestal. Local law enforcement in sanctuary cities, sanctuary states have been told you don't attend ceremonies with them. You don't honor them. You don't talk to them. You treat them as if they're pariah. Every year they arrest 1,800 illegals who've committed murders. Most of them here. 1,600 who have kidnapped. Most of them here. 3,800 who have robbed citizens, mostly here. 37,000 who have assaulted citizens, mostly here. 10,000 who have committed sex crimes, mostly here. And you're going to call them thugs, Andrew Evilize Cuomo? Hey, Andrew, I want to give you a little words that you understand. Andrew, ascendeme tusiu provienos facim, an esquivosa. 
And like your father, Mario, you are. You must apologize to ICE, the hero agents who risked their life across the nation to protect us. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Uh, let's test out our discronificator. Uh, Rich uh, Radabali has gone upstairs to our rooftop. Unfortunately, our discronificator, the angle to the dangle, was focused west and was running into some turbulence, so he has actually uh, done a pivot and shift. It is now facing east, so we should be able to take phone calls. We should be able to. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Please feel free to call. Test out the discronificator because uh, Rich Radabali has done a pivot and shift and has actually shifted it from out west uh, to east, and it should, should give us uh, a better ability to reach all of you. Uh, I'm Curtis Lee with substituting for Greg Kelly, back-to-back, belly-to-belly. He's been down for the count, not feeling too well. Uh, I'm sure he'll join you same time, same place tomorrow. The hero in all of this is ICE, but they're the unknown heroes because they go out every day. They've been doing that ever since they were formed a few years after the attack in 9-11. The known hero is uh, Governor Abbott of Texas. He's a man's man. He has stood up to the United States Supreme Court that ordered him by a 5-4 vote of the justices to allow the um, Customs Department, the Border Patrol, to cut the razor wire that the Texas Rangers, led by Chuck Norris and the Texas National Guard, had put up at Eagle Pass, which is one of the portals you can show up to on the Mexican side of the border in order to come in and declare that you are a asylum seeker into America. Next stop, New York. And unfortunately, if there's no room on the bus to New York, you got to accept Chicago or Philadelphia. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all want to come to New York. And Governor Abbott has been singularly really representing all of us. Those who want to protect America because the majority of the illegals have come barnstorming across uh, the Texas border with Mexico. First of all, it's the longest, much longer than New Mexico or Arizona or California's is. And there are many port, port, porticles of uh, entry. There is uh, Juarez right over the bridge into El Paso. You've seen El Paso just overloaded with illegal aliens. Nuevo Laredo into Laredo, that's the... The, the number one area of truck traffic in and out of the United States into Mexico. And, of course, Eagle Pass. Those are probably the three most famous in Texas, but there are others uh, all the way from Corpus Christi by the Gulf of Mexico all the way out to, to El Paso. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. But let's look at what Governor Abbott has said, especially as he goes mano mano against Joe Biden, against Chuck Schumer, and against the United States Supreme Court. He explains why he's taking on the federal establishment. A state can defend itself and its citizens from the imminent danger that we are facing. Bravo. And then he says exactly what it is that President Biden is doing. Biden instead has 
let them all loose with no ability to accurately determine their whereabouts. So what he has done is doubled up on the number of Texas National Guard and Texas Rangers led by Chuck Norris. Along the Texas border, he's expanded it beyond just Eagle Pass. He's been joined by other Republican governors all across the country, except for Massachusetts. Uh, They've decided to uh, chicken out. And they've sent their own National Guardsmen in from South Dakota to Florida throughout the rest of the country. And he's making a uh, Texas last stand against the federal government. It's like uh, the Alamo. And so he says, check, as if this was a game of chess to Joe Biden. Texas has shown that we can reduce it to three people crossing across the border. Joe Biden, it is your turn now. And he hasn't decided what to do. Will he federalize the National Guardsmen from the various states and especially Texas? If he does that, the National Guardsmen will have to obey the executive order. But he hasn't done that. And now Abbott has a trickle. So by squeezing the border, whereas a total of 300,000 came across in just the last month alone, now in these areas where he has doubled up on the razor wire and replaced uh, immigration officers with the Texas National Guard and Chuck Norris leading the Texas Rangers, there are only three coming across the border each day that, that, that qualify, that pass mustard. Uh, based on what was averaging about <laughs> sometimes 10,000 a day. You think what Abbott's doing is working? Hell yes, it's working. In fact, it's working so much that the Coyotes have done a pivot and shift themselves and said, forget Texas. Let's just head west. We'll try to get in along Arizona, New Mexico. We may have to avoid California now. That's the easiest to pierce because uh, generally Gruesome Newsome, the governor, is there at the border to welcome them. Uh, but it's all flooded out. I mean, you'd need Noah's Ark now. Los Angeles, San Diego, into the San Ysidro Canyon, right into uh, Tijuana is all flooded out. Although maybe they're bringing boats across. And I wouldn't doubt it. You know, the cartels, man, probably speedboats are bringing them across the border from Tijuana through the San Ysidro Canyon right into flooded out San Diego. But this is also what Abbott said about what he's doing to help our country. Uh, it, it sounds like insanity is behind it because it, it really is, is offensive. It's, it may be the most reprehensible thing that I've seen take place over the past 48 hours when you, when you see police officers in New York City being beaten by illegal immigrants uh, in this country who should not be in the country in the first place. Uh, And then after they engage in this crime against a law law enforcement officer, they are let loose back out onto the streets. What's going on in New York is outrageous, and Americans across the entire country are angry, not just about what's going on in New York, but the underlying cause for it, which is Joe Biden's open border policy. Wouldn't it be great if we could swap out governors, trade governors? We could send to Austin, which is an extraordinarily liberal, progressive city. We could send to Austin, the state capital, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb uh, from New York or Half in the Bag Murphy from Trenton, New Jersey. And just bring Abbott up here, man. I mean, Abbott would, would lock down the border between Canada and the United States where there is also a stream of illegal aliens coming in because what happens is 
They fly to Mexico City from their third world countries. Then they do a hop, skip, and a jump, which means they'll fly into Toronto and Montreal uh, because of NAFTA, North American Free Trade uh, Agreement. And then they'll work their way down through uh, Bernie, the Altacaca, Sanders, Vermont. Uh, They'll get free Ben and Jerry's on the way down, you know, blankets, uh, Burlington coats, because they come through the Burlington uh, city where at one time Bernie, the Altacaca, Sanders was mayor, believe it or not. So they'll get a Burlington coat. And then they make their way to New York City or they come in through Plattsburgh uh, and then work their way down uh, through upstate New York into New York City. So, uh, I mean, we could definitely use a Governor Abbott. There's no doubt about it because he's got a set. And the rest of our governors and elected officials in these sanctuary cities and states have forsaken us, have abandoned uh, their constituents and most importantly, turned their back on America. Let's go to the phones, 1-800-848-9222, to Michael calling from Port Jefferson. Your turn to be heard on the Greg Kelly Show here. Hi, Curtis. Thanks for all your efforts with the illegals. Uh, I had a comment on the uh, police lieutenant and officer who were attacked in Times Square. Um, If you look at the tape, it looks like they picked up something off the ground that one of the officers dropped. Why not a robbery charge? Yeah, no, they picked up the cell phone. You're right. They snatched the cell phone that was dropped by one of the officers who was catching a beatdown. So you're absolutely right, an enhanced charge. As we speak, uh, the hopelessly ineffective friend of criminals, Alvin Bragg, the DA of Manhattan, who always indicts those who uh, take a stand to defend themselves or others, like Jose Alba, who was behind the counter of that bodega in Harlem, who he ended up putting on Rikers Island with a million dollars bail over his head, charged him with second-degree murder, then released him, and Jose Alba fled. Uh, Legally, he fled to the DR, Dominican Republic. He said he was safer there than he would be in New York City. And then the most egregious case was of the hero Marine Daniel Penny from out in Suffolk County, who was in uh, living in New York City, was on an F train in the afternoon, and had to restrain Jordan Neely, Uh, who has been living in the subway, who had been living in the subways for about 10 years, emotionally disturbed, nobody assisted him, uh, and he was attacking people, threatening to kill people. So this hero Marine, Daniel Penny, and two good Samaritans restrained him. Unfortunately, Jordan nearly died. Uh, So Alvin Bragg has charged him with second-degree manslaughter, and that trial should be taking place uh, later this year. And also, Al Slim Shady Sharpton, and AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Socialists of America, they wanted not only Daniel Penny charged for murder, they wanted the two good Samaritans charged with murder. And Alslam Shady Sharpton picked up the phone and told Alvin Bragg, a disciple of his, a student of his, a graduate of the National Action Hate Network of Alslam Shady Sharpton, hey, you find those two good Samaritans, you charge them also with second-degree manslaughter. Thank God the detectives of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office refused to go out there and arrest those two individuals. So I will tell you this. uh, There is a complete double standard when it comes to uh, Manhattan D.A. Uh, He has protected these illegal aliens, but in order to protect himself, now he is impaneled the grand jury. They're hearing evidence today. But the first four mutts and scales are gone. 
Uh, they're staying in the Hotel California, and probably now they got bus tickets, uh, no doubt from Catholic Charities. I'm not sure of that, but Catholic Charities is a racket uh, that transports many illegal aliens wherever they want to go at taxpayers' expense. Remember, Catholic Charities is not spending money that the Catholic Church has raised on Sundays during the collection period in the wicker baskets. No, 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 no. It's all Biden dollars. It's all federal dollars that have been given to them to transport, nourish, care, and take care of the illegal aliens from the cradle to the grave. And to those who are homeless and emotionally disturbed, who might also be veterans of the United States military in wartime or peacetime, who are down on their luck, tough nuggies, you get ugats, you get bubkas. You don't even get a hotel to stay. But if you're an illegal alien, hey, uh, you get room service, culturally appropriate food. Uh, if you reject uh, the, the kind of American food we live on, you know, like a ham and cheese sandwich. I don't eat a ham and cheese sandwich. I want con arroz habichuelas. Well, beans and rice? Yeah, but hey, put a chuleta on top. A pork chop? I thought you won't eat a ham and cheese sandwich. Yeah, but it's not like con arroz habichuelas. It reminds me of... Oh, my country, Caracas. Well, you want it? Then go back to your country. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a one-way ticket. No. What do you want in the, for breakfast? Oh, we want mangu. We want mangu on Tuesday, and we want mafungo on Wednesday. Really? And who's going to pay for this? Well, the sucker taxpayers in New York City. Eric Adams will actually contract Grubhub to deliver them culturally appropriate food. And more importantly, he's so concerned about the illegal aliens now, especially when they check into the Roosevelt Hotel, that he gives them snap cards, which replaced food coupones, the food stamps from years ago. It's a snap card. It has the picture of the recipient on the card. Nobody, the cashier, never looks at that. They, they swipe it. You're only supposed to use it for certain food items. And it's all kinds of uh, street technology that gets used that enables a person basically to buy booze, beer, cigarettes, everything you're, you're supposed to be prevented from buying. It's a scam. And you know who's paying for it, Diego? The city taxpayers. Not even Joe Biden. They're Papa Chulo. Not even Kathy Crime Wave Hoka. Not even the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer who invited them here, but none of them will house them in their homes, will they? Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Well, who's joining us here? A man who wishes that he could be on ESPN instead of here in Greg Kelly's uh, program as his sidekick, as he is every day when Kelly wants to call you in and then just smack you around because uh, I guess he gets uh, a little bit annoyed at you. Uh, but sports is not really Greg Kelly's thing. He, he can handle it, but he's not like yours truly, Curtis Lee, who actually was fired three times doing sports talk radio on the Curtis Lee with Super Sports Spectacular. So let's get into it. The Philadelphia Eagles, who should have been in the Super Bowl this year, they were on their way. 
decided in November to kick out George Norcross, a big uh, Democratic honcho who used to own the Philadelphia Inquirer, because he flew an Israeli and American flag out of his executive box. The Jewish owner kicked him out, even though they had Black Lives Matter festooned all over Philly Stadium. They lost every game since. So where are they going to play? Brazil, Sao Paulo, Rio, where they don't recognize American Smash Mouth football. Oh, man, have things gone bad for the Eagles. Crash, Eagles, crash. But here is a man who really loves his sports. And I understand in advance of the Super Bowl on Sunday, the Swifty Bowl, with Taylor Swift flying in on a supersonic jet from Tokyo to be uh, in the box with the family of the Kansas City Chiefs. You have devised... Are you like Edgar Allan Poe? Are you like Shakespeare? Have you come up with some poetry for us Yeah, today? well, I mean, you inspired me because we were talking about it before you started your show today, and you said how you think Taylor Swift is kind of taking away from the great American experience here. You know, like, you know, American football, smash mouth, red-blooded American. You know, this is how we get our... Ooh, American. Walt Whitman, right? There you go. Walt Whitman, okay. <laughs> exactly. So, so you yes. actually penned some poetry. I did. This is in honor of... Uh, the upcoming Super Bowl, which is going to be played in Las Vegas, where the Raiders now play. But people like me, Curtis, we sort of more identify the Raiders with Oakland or potentially Los Angeles. Okay, well, you know they're out of there. But they're gone from there now. They're in Las Vegas. But I think of the old NFL films, The Autumn Wind is a Raider. Oh, And this yeah. is where we have some alternate lyrics. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Channel my John Facenda. The woman they call Taylor Swift is a superstar. Now in her 30s, singing pop songs, she suddenly came along, and we've got so many Swifties. Her face has fresh lipstick and rouge. She wears a killer dress, blonde hair high above her head, and a beaming smile for Travis. She's insatiable as she tours the world, her ambition naked and bold. All the NFL executives spasm and shake because Taylor has all the commercial spots sold. Tay-Tay Swift's an invader, taking over football just for fun. She'll knock the sport down and change it around and laugh when the NFL's done. In the spirit of Al Davis, who was the rebel of the American Football League, who would take all the miscreants from every other team You could have been a sex offender, a drug dealer, just the worst miscreant. Al Davis wanted you for the Oakland Raiders, and he won Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I want to tell you, that was an amazing job. (laughs) You're no Ralph Waldo Emerson. No, no, I'm not. Never trust anybody with three names, but you're on your way. Let me tell you a story. Al Davis actually uh, grew up in Brooklyn. That's right. Went to Erasmus High School. They mm-hmm. named the field after him. Erasmus High School actually was an outstanding PSAL football team. Some of their graduates have gone on to play great NCAA and professional football. You would never have thought that because before that it was the Schnads by Verstreisen. The Schnads. So here's Al Davis in his waning years in Oakland. After they first went, remember, to Los Angeles and back to Oakland. So he's in the booth, and all of a sudden, he has an entourage come visit him. Oh, man, the guy was the ultimate rebel, Rebel Al Davis, right? 
And Al Davis goes, look, you young whippersnappers, I want you to look down there in the field. Watch the great quarterback that I have who's going who's gonna to go back and he's going to hit Bolitnikov there on a wideout or Cliff Branch uh, uh, on the fly. And they had to remind him that that was like 30 years ago. You see what dementia and Alzheimer's can do? Yeah. So I don't I, I, I don't want to disparage Al Davis because he was the ultimate rebel, and I fancy myself as a rebel, as you know. But you got a career here, kid. Poetry might be <laughs> your way. Forget sports. You know nothing about sports, but poetry, yeah. there's something about, comme uh, quoi, your meter, your ability. Oh, my God, I'm thinking of some of the greatest poets of all time. Ezra Pound! Man, you know how to pound that language yeah, into baby. a meter, into a rhyme. Why don't you get out of the news business and the sports talk business and just become a professional poet and die in poverty? Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.